0: You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team.
1: Yes, it is Team Talk live from the Santa Ana Star Casino Hotel. We're here till 6. Then we go to Miami for the Orange Bowls. Clemson and Tennessee are going to kick off in a little over an hour. But in the meantime, We're going to continue talking college football. We're talking college football playoffs. And a lot has been uh, made of this Georgia-Ohio State game. I can't wait for this TCU-Michigan game. And joining us live from Ann Arbor, Michigan, is Aaron uh, McMahon. Uh, He is the Michigan football beat writer for the Ann Arbor News. Uh, Thank you so much, Aaron. Appreciate you joining us here. So all the other uh, quarterbacks of the team, teams in the quote-unquote Final Four were uh, Heisman Trophy candidates, okay? The quarterback at Michigan, Cade McNamara, not one of them, but uh, you got to see him play an awful lot. Your thoughts on at how he compares to those other three, if you would, please, Aaron?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, Cade McNamara was Michigan's starting quarterback last year. Uh, you know, he ended up losing the starting job to J.J. McCarthy, actually, at the beginning of this season. So so Michigan's largely leaned on McCarthy, but, you know, just like last year, it's kind of been, you know, the rushing attack. That's been the story of Michigan's offense, the story of Michigan's season, really. They've kind of built that, uh, the offensive line, the ground attack is kind of their identity. And that's one of the reasons why you don't hear the Michigan quarterback kind of in the, in the Heisman Trophy, the conversation, at least right now. Uh, They haven't leaned on it. It's really much been uh, uh, a brute force, kind of physical, smash mouth type of style, and that's kind of how they've, they've done things here now the last really two years.
1: No doubt about it, and they've got elite level players uh, along the line on both sides of the ball, and that's where people are are saying that the, that's where the real difference makers are uh, in this game between Michigan and TCU. Uh, what a great opportunity uh, for Michigan! I'm just gonna you know say this from afar. I've always been a Michigan fan, love watching them play in those great uniforms and the helmets, and then of course Zach Gentry, who's from Albuquerque, played there. But they they always seem to kind of let. You you down you know uh late uh in the year uh but they haven't the last two years they got to the football playoffs last year and now they're sitting uh in the college football player as a number two seed is this their opportunity to seize the moment aaron
2: yeah i, I think so you know last year they got there uh, again as a number two but it you know it didn't really feel like it you know they i think in a way and, and the players have kind of said this the last Couple of weeks, you know, they were kind of happy just to be there last year. You know, they no one really expected them to get there. uh You know, that they were kind of ran the table won the Big Ten championship. That was again another surprise that folks really weren't expecting. So, I I think Michigan in a way was kind of just playing house money last year. They 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 had surprised and and had such a great season that the playoff in a way kind of didn't matter. Now, you know, they end up facing Georgia in the semifinal, and Georgia was. Uh, by far the better team with the better players. This year it's a different little different story. I mean, they wanted to get back here to the playoff not just to get back but to win the whole thing. And, and I think this team is a little bit better than the team of last year. Um they're just as good I think uh, at uh, you know along the lines as you mentioned, um a little bit better playmaking at quarterback and you know I, I think in a way too the semifinal matchup is a little bit a little bit better of a, of a pairing than last year. I think TCU um you know I, I think can be exploited. I, I think Undersized, and I think that's where Michigan's going to take advantage. So yeah, I, I think this is certainly a, a game that they can and probably will win. Now I mean, the question then becomes, can you you know can you win a rematch with Georgia or you know win a, a second time against Ohio State? But uh, Michigan's got a real opportunity here. I, I do think there's a good shot. They get, at least it's a national championship. Um, but you, you know you got to give Michigan credit. You know as as you mentioned just a couple of years ago, this program uh, we we were wondering about Jim Harbaugh and his future. Yeah. You whether know, Michigan was going to move on or not, and it's, it's, he's certainly uh, kind of turned 180
1: yeah no doubt about it and and, uh, you know you got to give the folks uh, at the top credit for staying patient because the fairy tale of jim harbaugh coming to coach in uh, ann arbor is finally getting a chance to be realized but it took a little longer uh than you know a lot of people had thought it was but it's here and now and they're going to try to capture you know this opportunity and uh, in the college football playoffs are here. We'll have the game tomorrow for you right here on one oh one seven. The team kickoff is going to be at two o'clock. Uh, so I mentioned earlier about my my interest in Michigan. Um, I mentioned Zach Gentry. We uh, have Zach on every Monday night as a Pittsburgh Steeler, but he can't like talk enough Michigan football. He goes back there every time he can. So your your memories of, uh, of Zach Gentry as a Wolverine, if you would, please, Aaron.
2: Yeah, he was on the team right when I kind of began covering it in 2017. He was an interesting story, as I'm sure you guys are aware. You know, he was kind of recruited originally as a as a quarterback, and and, and Jim Harbaugh made the decision early on to uh, you know to move the tight end. I think at the time it was a little uh, you know controversial. I don't know if Zach really wanted to do it, um, but he did it kind of nonetheless. And you know, it, it, by the end of his Michigan tenure, I, I think he realized it was for the it was you know it was for the best. Uh, he thanked Jim Harbaugh. Um, he ended up having a very good career. He's one of the, and I can say this with, with certainty, he was certainly one of the nicest, uh, Michigan players I've had the opportunity to interview. You know, he was always willing and gracious with his time, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Um, you know, he's been a lot, a lot of fond memories of Zach Gentry, uh, to this day. I mean, Jim Harbaugh on occasion will bring him up when he's asked about, you know, great tight ends to come out of Michigan. Uh, oh, wow. but he certainly was, was one of them.
0: You know, Aaron, uh, Joe used the word about patience, about being patient with Jim Harbaugh, letting everything get settled in here. What has been the biggest difference this year and even getting the playoff last year? I mean, is it a matter of catching up to Ohio State with recruiting? What have? Been, what, what has gotten Michigan to this point from this this precipitous jump from where they were even a couple of years ago?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, and I think it really goes back to Jim and, and kind of the changes he made at the end of the 2020 season. Uh, at, at that point, Michigan's program was, was, you know, at a low level under his tenure tenureship. You know, uh, the offense wasn't um, wasn't wasn't moving the football. The defense was prone to giving up big plays. You mentioned the, the losses to Iowa State, so he kind of uh, overhauled the coaching staff. You know, he fired his defensive coordinator. Uh, he made some changes on the offensive side of the ball. He brought in some former players as, co- as assistant coaches to kind of change the culture and bring back some of the familiarity there. Um, and, and, he, and, he, and at the end of the day, he kind of went back to his roots on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, before they were trying to run the spread offense, and it was you know, somewhat successful. They're still winning football games. Uh, but, but, yeah, they couldn't get over the hump of Ohio State. So when you know, Ohio State's recruiting his four and five star elite athletes to, to run a spread offense and throw the football. Jim kind of zigged when everyone was zagging. Right, they went back to the run game. He built a, a physical offensive line that could withstand four quarters, uh, and, and it's, it's you know it's paid off dividends. They've proven to be a, a very physical, strong team. I think it's one of the reasons why they've been able to knock off Ohio State the last couple of years, uh, and it's, it's a big reason for where they're at right now.
0: Well, and for this season, not even just beating Ohio State, but the way that they beat Ohio State, where. Different guys had to step up that maybe wasn't anticipated coming into the game. Is that one of the things that gives Michigan such this leg up against TCU? Because, I mean, TCU underrated defense in some aspects, but was that just a, a way for, Michi- for Michigan to show maybe a little bit more versatility than we might have seen for those that don't watch him every week?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was a bit surprised by that performance against Ohio State because you know they were going into that game basically with, without Blake Corum, who was injured, their best running back. Uh, they had to play without him, and it took Michigan really, you know, two and a half quarters to kind of get the run game going. So they had to lean on the pass. Um, Ohio State was largely selling out. To, to stop the run, Michigan got again got a few receivers open, and you know they were those touchdowns off of that to kind of make keep it a close game. But um, certainly another you know aspect of this Michigan team that's kind of gone under under, under under the radar is their second half adjustments. Um, they played a lot of close games this year. They've been, you know at times they've been trailing, but it seems like whenever they come out of the gate in the second half, it's like a, a switch flips. Uh, I, I think part of it is, is the coaching. I, I think they got very smart coordinators, and they're able to scheme things up and they kind of adjust to what the opponent. What it's doing. But then the players, too. I mean, they don't. You know, last year, this Michigan team had a lot of stars on the defense side of the ball. Guys like Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, Jackson Hill, really all first round NFL picks. Well, they all left after last season. So the question was how would this defense, you know, uh, uh, deal with that? And, they, and really, they have got better, and it's without that superstar uh, name caliber. Jim Harbaugh jokes, but but this this defense is a no star defense because they got a bunch of like three and four star recruits, guys that are kind of playing together, uh, and then statistically they're, they're better off than they were last year. So it's, that's a, that's been another uh, big reason for it too.
0: Aaron, before we let you go, uh, not related to the semifinal game tomorrow, but just you know something that uh, we were kind of keeping our eye on here, just with the the association with with Michigan football, uh, how how is How's uh, Coach Hart doing uh, the last couple weeks and months, uh, Mike Hart? You know, certainly we you know, saw a scary situation. How has he been doing? Is, is he recovering okay?
2: Yeah, he came back pretty quickly after the scare at Indiana, where he collapsed on the sideline. Um, you know, he seems in good spirits. You know, he, got, he shows up to every practice, He's been in every game since. Uh, you know, and that was kind of a big storyline come out of that game. Just. Not only with the incident but the the reaction from his players running back room. You might recall if you go back and watch the telecast in the game, but you know, Michigan's running backs, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, were literally crying on the sideline moments after it happened. And it just kinda of goes to show just how close this Michigan team is that you know, people you know, you like to throw out cliches about culture and everything else, but I, I've been covering this Michigan team since 2017, and I don't know if I've I've been around a closer knit unit, unit than I have this year, and it's you know it's obviously you know played into the season that they have they've had.
1: All right, Aaron. Well, I'm I'm pulling for uh, the Wolverines tomorrow. I'd love to see them matched up with whoever in that college football playoff championship game. Really appreciate you joining us from Ann Arbor, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll talk again uh, if that uh, happens to uh, happen, uh, Aaron. So thank you so much for joining us on ESPN Radio 101. 7, the team. Again, Aaron McMahon, uh, he's the Michigan football beat writer for the Ann Arbor News. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more hoops. This time, women's basketball. Coach Mike Bradbury, the Lobo women, they play on Sunday afternoon, national television. They open conference play against Air Force. We'll talk to Coach Bradbury when we come back. You're listening to Team Talk live from the Santa Ana Star Casino Sportsbook. Come by, say hello. They got all the games, all the action nine more bowl games get on out here say hello you're listening to team talk espn radio 1017. the team
2: are you ready for a change check out a career at Nucinda credit union whether you're just starting out or you have professional experience and are looking for fresh challenges nusinda has a place for you check out our jobs at slash
0: careers nusinda credit union the power of we skidmore's holiday bowl is your premier locally owned entertainment center